0: Welcome to Things That Will Help with Buffy Barfoot. This podcast explores what it's like to be human and how to find tools to feel clear, grounded, and happier. The weekly theme will be simple as well as rich and something you can apply to your real life. The human stories ahead do not negate the hard or the dark, but rather point to the lighthouses along the way. This is Buffy. In the last month, I've watched Beyonce's visual album, Lemonade, two times. And the layers of brilliance and investigation and depth that this work of art calls up just absolutely blows my mind. Lemonade is five years old, so it's, it's not brand new. But I would say that I think that it's timeless and valuable, and it will continue to be a remarkable piece that is going to be studied and revered and enjoyed for so many years to come. I read that her intention, Beyonce's intention, was to show the impact of slavery on, on Black love. And from the first few images of these thick chains and stone walls and Beyonce in a black hoodie kind of like out in this field deeply questioning her relationship with her husband. She definitely succeeds in her intention. And the symbolism is so powerfully strong throughout the entire work. And I could probably watch it 20 times and still not really see all of the symbolism because the second time I saw it I saw more than I did the first time and I know that that um the more I watched it the more I would see and the the film the album seems to jump in and out of time with moments where women of color are staring at the camera as if they were in old photographs like from a from a different time Beyonce appears to begin Lemonade in a state of response, and she's responding to Jay-Z having betrayed her, and it seems that he's been with other women. And so the album, which as the viewer you're, you're watching and you're listening to at once, the album has these different segments or chapters, and these chapters all have different feels and different textures, And their intuition, denial, anger, apathy, loss, accountability, reformation, forgiveness, resurrection, hope, and redemption. And she says, towards the beginning, in the tradition of men in my blood, you come home at 3 a.m. and lie to me. And so we immediately understand that she's not just talking about her husband, but she's also talking about her bloodline, the other men in her bloodline. And she indicates at one point towards the beginning of the, of the film that she, quote, tried to be soft, prettier less awake. And then for the song Hold Up, which is also kind of towards the beginning, she shows up in this gold-colored dress with ruffles all the way down towards the floor, gold being a power color. And she picks up a baseball bat and starts smashing things and... She walks us through this arc of her own anger. And what's so incredible is some of the chapters are quiet and soft and introspective and like really spacious. And some of them are loud and busy and, and raucous and fiery. And some are kind of in between. And Beyonce takes us through all of her feelings in a way that I think is also an invitation to see ourselves. And all of the chapters are magnetic, and they seem to represent a different stage of awareness and healing. And what she does is she investigates the collective healing of her family, not just Jay-Z's choice to betray her. But her father's choices to betray her mother, and all the lines of betrayal that run deep within her family system, and then the effect and imprint that that has, that that has had and does have on women of color and all people of color. And Beyonce draws lines deep within her family history, far back. I think just from her own experience, and in doing that, she sent she sends out lines of restoration and healing forward from her own body into generations to come, into her children, and into her children's children. And so, what she's done with this piece of art is is to me just remarkable, and what. She has um, used it to represent. She has taken her own acute pain and used it as a catalyst to heal and discuss and uncover generational pain and in such a, an exposed and really brilliant way. And it's why I had to watch it twice. And I will likely watch it again and again again. Um, And I'm sure that I will see a new layer or multiple new layers each time. And the women that you see throughout the film in various moments in history and in time, at one point they're standing with her on the porch of what looks like a plantation home, a white plantation home in their background and it's burning it's on fire behind them and it's such an important and riveting image she also has footage of of what i think is is her actual family footage like home movies of her father and herself as a young girl and so we're transported to how to watch how her bloodline made her a part of betrayal very early on when she witnessed her parents go through what they went through. And then the symbolism that Lemonade has with these women in past and future time and in present time, it points to the terrible history of white people enslaving people of color for the benefit of their own gains and power. And it points to the history of disempowerment and silencing of women, and in particular, women of color. And all of this and more, so much more, is in this hour of Lemonade. And towards the end, when you, when you know that she's decided to heal the container of her relationship with her husband, she says... If we are going to heal, let it be glorious. And she says, speaking about her husband, You are terrifying and strange and beautiful. And I think right there she points to the complexity of human behavior and how we are with each other and how layered romantic love in particular can be. And so why do I think it matters to talk about this now? Why do I think this matters to us? Well, this certainly deserves more more time, I think, than just this episode. So I may dig back into this topic in episodes down the line. I don't think there's any way we can get to it all today. But this idea of healing generationally both backwards and forwards along our family line is just so relevant to our healing and not that each of us is able to or even needs to make that part of our journey an epic piece of art that many people will see and learn from and celebrate but I do think that there's something here For all of us to take away and to see an invitation into ourselves. I think about my own family and what it would would be like to look deeply at our contributions to white supremacy and to the suppression of women, to the betrayals, to the putting of women in their place. What it would, would look like For my own wounds of betrayal and how that relates to my dad's choices to betray my mother under my childhood roof. And how I watched my mother stuff it down and live with it for years until one day she conjured the courage to leave. And leave she did, blazing a a new trail for herself. But it took a long time for her to leave. And when I was betrayed years later as a young adult, it took me a shorter time. I stayed in the betrayal and in the relationship, but I stayed for less time. And I hope that my children make that gap even smaller if it comes to that, and they won't wait at all to live the way that they deserve to live. And of course, this kind of healing that we're talking about, this kind of generational healing, is not always about infidelity and betrayal. And as we see in Beyonce's case, the best choice for everybody is not always to leave. Sometimes the most powerful choice is to remain in the fire and transform the relationship back to a place of honesty and love. And I believe that it's always, 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 always vastly different from person to person. And it's partly about widening our lens, recognizing what has come before us and how that might have been uh, passed into our, into our blood and into our consciousness. And to be able to pull it out onto the living room floor and examine it with everybody present in the light is so helpful. Not hiding will help. So much of when I was little was hidden. Trauma and betrayal and heartbreak were hidden and zipped up because those things were, were too messy to be talked about. I wonder what it would have been like to have confronted my dad, to have broken the silence, to have had a transparent conversation about his betrayals. What would that have done for him and for me and for my mother? So when we go through the entire spectrum of emotions, the ups and downs, we feel When we've been hurt, all the rooms that we go through and we arrive at hope and redemption, the last rooms in the healing house. It doesn't just heal us. Yeah, it heals us in the present. Yes. But it also helps to heal the past because we looked at it, because we examined it, because we talked about it, we uncovered it. And we handled it and witnessed it. And being, being recognized and outed is part of generational healing, being named. And then there's the future. And the way the future is healed is because in present healing, it changes our cells and our brains and our births and our ability to be less fitful and unsettled here and that when we are less unsettled when we're more grounded and peaceful here it changes the future of our family lines because we pass down peaceful cells we pass down hopeful stories that our children feel cellularly the fact that my mother decided not to stay in a place where betrayal was continuous and she was not thriving, that choice healed me forward. Not just her. It definitely healed her, and it healed me too. Another story of generational healing, I can tell you that my dad spent his life, or much of his, his adult life, refusing the dogma of the Southern Baptist Church and choosing not to believe his mother that he was going to hell if he didn't become a preacher, which is what she told him when he was 18 and told her that he wasn't going to be a preacher. He moved the needle. He walked away from the fire and brimstone dogma, and he stayed curious and open about the parts of religion that were interesting to him and captivating to him. And he became, in turn, a philosophy of religion professor. And he healed something in the past, the present, and the future. And doing that, he planted a seed in me that was about curiosity and learning and sacred divinity. And it wasn't weighed down by fear. I didn't get the activation of fear when it comes to my relationship to God. I didn't get that. And that generational healing was felt in my lifetime, and he and I were lucky enough to talk about it. We were lucky enough to celebrate that. And my mom, too, her and I regularly, in present day time, talk about this kind of healing and how proud she is of me and and that she's so grateful that I didn't wait as long as she did in that stew of betrayal and toxicity. And we are both relieved that both of us got out, no matter the length of time, because because that was almost not so. And I'm, I'm very grateful for the conversation, the current conversation that we have about that. My granny, my dad's mother... Um, who I, who I love dearly. If you listen to the last episode, she was the one who had the Free to Be Me book. And Granny worked at D.H. Holmes department store, which um, would many years later become Dillard's. And Papa did not want her to work, but she loved it there. And so she did anyway. Well, Granny didn't know how to drive, she never learned. And they both, both Granny and Papa, grew up in a very, very poor part of Mississippi and the Great Depression, and they had pretty different reactions to that. Papa held very tight to his money, and he was very proud of saving every penny. And he was he was rigid, and Granny liked to buy things, and she liked to feel fancy, and she loved to give gifts to the people that she loved. And so she was working at the handbag department, and Papa would would have to drive her to work. And he charged her gas money because he resented that she went and my mom told me just the other day when we were chatting about it that after a while, Granny got so mad about it that she decided to ask one of her friends to take her and she paid them the gas money. <laughs> Go, Granny. And I, I love knowing that. Even that small sense of empowerment and choice was a healing mark. And a healing mark that, that I'm thinking about and writing about 50 years after it happened. And I know that Papa loved her very, very much. And she loved him. But as is in most people's families, there are all kinds of shadowy things that keep us pinned down and unempowered. And naming them starts something. I think Beyonce's children, who are little now, I think about them And when they get older and watch Lemonade and watching their mother conjure and harness that kind of power and that kind of art. And that could feel for them like such a demonstration of pure love for her and for them. And what a gift. Towards the very end. She gave her grandmother's lemonade recipe and she spoke directly to her. She said, My grandmother, the alchemist, you spun gold. You found healing where it did not live. You passed down these instructions to your daughter, she passed them down to her daughter. And then it shows this incredible footage of her grandmother speaking, my guess, at a wedding. And she sang into a microphone, and there was, like, people in the crowd, and it was a home home movie feel. So my guess is that it was a wedding. Her grandmother says, I always find the inner strength to pull myself up. I was served lemons, but I made lemonade. I thought about my mother and granny and all the women in all the lines of family strands. The women who have carried themselves with grace when they were not being shown any at all. The women of color who cared for the white babies When they were enslaved and not given basic human rights or decency to take care of their own babies. The women who have kept their mouths shut so as not to upset the apple cart. And the humans, all of them, who have suffered under the title of, well, it was a different time back then. What about now? Is it a different time now? What can we do? What can we talk about? What can we pull out from the shadows? And like I said, this is big, big work. This is lifetime level work. This is past, present, and future work and looks really different for each person. Because what our family line carries is so different from person to person. Not only the individual stories that narrate our past, but of course, the systemic power structures in place and our inherent biases. All that has to be looked at, too, if we're going to heal ourselves in the present. And the biggest action item to me seems to be transparency. Hard conversations in real time face to face, if possible, to start to uncover what you can with the people who are alive. And that's where that's where I would start. That's where I do start. Beyonce's title, Lemonade, and this assumption that she was turning the lemons of betrayal into lemonade with her healing and her art. And I was thinking about lemonade. Like have you ever made lemonade like by by hand from scratch? It's really, really hard. I've made it with Otis. It's so hard to push the juice by hand out of the lemons. It's it's labor. It takes effort and it's sticky and messy. And it's up to you to add the sugar the sweetness, to add a little here and then to taste it and to add a little more. And the formula changes from person to person depending on the sourness and the ripeness of your lemons. Her grandmother, she found healing where it did not live. She conjured healing. And she also conjured beauty. Beauty. And I believe that that capability is in all of us. The ability to do that lives in all of us as potential. We are honoring our family lines when we choose to evolve ourselves. You can love your mother and your grandmother and still want to create new patterns of freedom and healing. And... They are likely rooting for you because your healing is a part of their healing. It's not limited to your body because it spills over and washes through past and future bodies, making the family lines more hopeful in all directions. So, the ask is look back, look forward, and also look down at your current feet. Take stock and decide what needs your attention, your love, and your forgiveness. And ask yourself where can you find healing where it does not live? <music> If you are enjoying and benefiting from this podcast, please consider becoming a patron. And know that every patron matters to me so much. And the monthly contribution ask is small, but incredibly helpful to me. And the information for becoming a patron is in the show notes. Um, other ways to help rate review and subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends my hope is to continue to grow this work and this community so that it has a place to evolve and to thrive thank you so much have a beautiful day